Shul and Lawrence, where I learned nightly for many, many years. And uh, I hope that everybody will um, get the inspiration and chizik from his year, just like I did for so long. Yeah. Thank you very much, Rabbi Miller. And I'm sorry that I can't send some virtual shalant over. But um, <clears throat> I don't know, you don't have any shalant over there? You're neck of the woods. We have our, we have our own shalant, yeah. But not, I don't know if it's the same as the uh, season's... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's fine. Okay, so we're standing here, Rabbi Sam, on the cusp of Mountain Taira, and each of us, <clears throat> Chazal tell us, really, the Sfarim Akdashim say that um, when we stand to hear the Aser Sadibris, the landing of Aser Sadibris, not only is that a regular Kriya Sadibris, but it's actually an experience where we're going to experience the being in the Bibris. Here, that Sarah Advarim at our Sinai. And I wanted to share with you an incredible thought that gave me a lot of chizik and also a lot to think about. And I saw this in the Sefer Apirian. The Sefer Apirian is a Sefer on Chumash that's written by Rishlema Gansfried. Rishlema Gansfried was the Ungvar Rav. He was the Bala Machaber of the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch, the Sefer of Lechem Vesimla and many other Sfarim. He was a Goyen. And he goes to focus to explain. A very interesting medrash at the beginning of this week's parasha in the Yalkut. We know that the halacha is that before Matan Torah, before Shavuos every year, we have to lay in parashas Bechul Kaisai, that's last week. And parashas Ban Midbar is always the parasha that we lay in before Shavuos. In Shulchan Aruch, it's brought down a remez to it, Manu Va'atzru, count and have atzeres. And the question is, what is the connection between the counting of the Yisyaldu Amish B'chaisim Leves Avaisam and Shavuos. So there's an unbelievable medrash. The medrash says as follows. It says that when the Ebesh gave the Bnei Yisrael the Torah, the Umas Ta'ilam came to the Rabbani Shalaylam and they asked, Ma ro elu l'skarev yeser me elu? Why is it that you chose to be Bachar Bonu Mikolo Amin V'nasalonu Esterosei why did you choose the Jews? I think a philosopher once said, how odd of God to choose the Jews. You know, they said, Why did you, the why did you choose the Yidden? So the Chazal tell us in the Medrash, the Rebbe Shalom responded to them, Bring your Sefer Yuchsin. And that's why it says, that before Mount Torah, the Medrash tells us, we always lay in Parshas Ba'a Midbar, which speaks about the counting of the Bnei Yisrael, that they're specifically counted, and there's a Sefer Yuchsin, that the Bnei Yisrael, each of them is counted in particular, which family he belongs to, which Yichas he comes to, who's his father, who's his grandfather, and we know that the Pesukim, Rashi brings the Sukkim, tell us that the Rabbani Shalom says, Eidus, on the Kedusha of the Yuchsin, that the Yichus is pure, and we are, we have a special Yichus and an attribution and a descent that's associated specifically all the way back to the Yavis. So the Rabbani Shalom told the, the Gayim that the reason why he chose us to accept the Torah and not them is because we have a special Yichus. Now, this Medrash is very difficult to understand. First of all, 
What kind of question is that? Maro elu liskarv we all are familiar, every single person knows, anyone, especially if you have children in, in, in kindergarten and you know, you the young children, everyone, we always tell the story that the Malach came to each one of the Umas Ha'ilam and he said, do you want to accept the Torah? And they said, what does it say in the Torah? So they, they asked Edom and Edom said, what does it say in the Torah? So he says, you're not allowed to kill. And they said, what do you mean our whole national culture? We have a multi-billion dollar industry in Hollywood that glorifies murder and being a hitman. And we have, we have um, most of our children love playing stop, mingle, kill games that you know glorify murder. And we have an entire culture of murder. Sorry, we can't accept the tyrant. That's who we are. So he went to Amin and and they said, Yishmael and Gneva and so on and so forth, as is clearly defined in your Yantav Erlich song. So the the um offered the offered the tyrant to every single nation, and every single one of them turned them down. They said they read the fine print, they said this is not something that we can do. Only the Yiddish Kinder said Nasav Nishma. They said, yes, we know the Torah is not reasonable to ask. It's maybe not even necessarily possible. We're not going to ask too many questions. If you're giving it to us, then you can also give us the power to withstand all of the difficult Nisanis in life, even the ones that are not reasonable, to ask us to withstand, like, for example, Leisikam and Leisiter and Leisachmaid and and all the other impossible things that the Torah demands of a magnificent and holy nation that's exalted and raised above all the simple things that would mean to be human. But the Abish to offer the Torah to Gayim, and they said no. What kind of question is that? Question number one. Question number two. If the Rabbi Shalom only offers the Torah to people who have a yichos, so then how did he offer the Torah to the Bnei, to the Bnei Edom? We know Rashi's at the end of Parshas Vayishlach says that if you read the family trees over there of the Alufe Esau, and you read them with Rashi, you see that the amount of crazy ancestral relationships that the Alufe Esau had, there was no yichos, there was no ksav yichos over there. It was, they, the Goyim didn't have any ksav yichos, they're certainly not miyuchos to, uh, to, to, to any of a sekedoshim, so how could it possibly be that the how could it possibly be that if your bunch loyal makes it a prerequisite to have a safer yuchsin? So how could it possibly be that Abishta did offer the Torah to the, to the Umasai? So the Sefer Apirian says an unbelievable sight. First of all, it's a beautiful Shtekel Torah. And the more you think about it, the more relevant it is to, to us. He, he asks a question that Really, you know, he, he says like this. He says, "What? What does it mean that the that, that the the the, the Muslim ask Maro Why did you choose the Yidden? You didn't choose the Yidden. You offered it to everybody. The answer is, of course, that the Abish offered the Torah to all of the Muslim. They turned them down. You offered it to us, and we said Nasavinishma." But then we were about to back down, Taisus tells us in Shabbos. Rabbi Shalom said, he held up the mountain over our head so that we could not back down. 
And the Rabbanish Shalom forced us to accepting the Torah. So now the Umasailam have an excellent point. The Umasailam say, we turned it down and they were about to chicken out. You held a mountain over their heads, you didn't hold a mountain over our heads. What is the difference in us and them? You, you chose Yiddishkik Hinder because you, Rabbanish Shalom, coerced the Bnei Yisrael into accepting the Torah. You didn't do that to us. Maro Elus So he says you said like this. He says, you know, we said they have a Yichus problem. It's a very interesting question because we know that the rule is Gershon is Gershon. We know that, the, that when our forefathers accepted the Torah, they had the status of Ger. We know that when a person converts, comes a Ger, the halacha is Gershon is Gershon. He has no connection to his previous life. His mother's not his mother, his father's not his father, his brother's not his brother, his sister's not his sister. Person who becomes a ger is a completely new human being who's unconnected completely to the previous to his previous life. So what, what what's this whole concept of Sefer Yuchsen? A ger is a completely new breeze, a new creation. The reality, the truth is that there's an exception to that rule. The exception is the morale. There's a famous morale. The morale asks a question. Pasuk says that after Matan Torah, that the Bnei Yisrael were They were crying Rashi tells us in Chumash, why were they crying? They were crying after Matan Torah They were crying because there were certain relationships that were permitted before Matan Torah and were usher after Matan Torah. Before Matan Torah was permitted for someone to marry a sister after Matan Torah was usher. Certain relationships that were not usher before Matan Torah, they were usher after Matan Torah and they were very upset about that. Asks the Maral, we have a concept. If a ger becomes a ger and a sister becomes a geiris, they're allowed to marry each other. They don't have a relationship of brother and sister. They're each a completely new person. So after Matan Torah, how could it be that the Bnei Yisrael were also to marry their family relations? There's no family after geiris. They all became gerim together. So the Maral says a well-known thing that's difficult to understand. The morale says that there's two types of gerus. He says a gerus that a person performs under his own volition makes him makes him a new person. And he has no family ties. But a gerus that happens because he's forced into it, like what happened by Matan Torah, it's a good gerus. But if you're forced into gerus, you're still related to all the people before. So therefore the Bnei Yisrael Therefore, the Bnei Yisrael, who were forced into the Geras through Matan Torah, so therefore they were still related to the previous generation, and their brothers and sisters, and they couldn't marry whoever they wanted. That's what the morale says. So says the Ungvar Rav, a very, very beautiful chap. He says, originally the Rabbi Shalom was able to come to all of the Umas Ha'ilam and ask them, do you want the Torah? They don't have a safer Yochsim. Had they chosen to accept the Torah under their own volition, they would have been like Kadosh and The slate would have been wiped clean. And they would have been able to, they would not have had the problem of negative Yichas. There would be no Yichas. Everything would start fresh. But they didn't accept the Torah. 
Now the Rabbani Shalom is putting the mountain over the heads and he's forcing people to accept the Torah. Only the Yidden have a say for Yuchsin. Everyone's going to be connected to what they were before. Only the Yidden have a say for Yuchsin, a proper Yichos. The Umas don't have it and that's why he couldn't. So that was the answer. They asked, why did you force the Bnei Yisrael to accept the Torah and not us? The answer is because the Bnei Yisrael have a say for Yuchsin and you don't have a say for Yuchsin. But then he says, let's go a little deeper. And this is what I want us to walk away with. This is such a beautiful concept. That period says, what does it mean, my Rabbi saying, that the Rabbi Shalom forced us to accept the Torah? What is that supposed to mean? The Rabbi Shalom held the mountain over our heads. And he says, whether you like it or not, you have to accept the Torah. Geras doesn't work that way. How does it work that the Rabbani Shalom, you hold the gun to somebody's head, you say you better become a ger or else. It doesn't work. So we accept the Torah because the Rabbani Shalom held a mountain over our heads. And that is the Kabbal Torah that's going to be reenacted in a few days. We know there's a concept of Kaifen Aymerachi, He sometimes you know, sometimes you push a person into doing something because you know afterwards they'll be happy they did it. Their ruts and pnimi is to do something and they're just scared of their recalcitrant or they have something that's holding them back on the outside. The Pasuk says in Shira Shirim, Shechaira Ani V'nave, V'nais Yerushalayim. The Yiddish Akid, the Knesset Yisrael says, Shechaira Ani V'nave. My skin may be darkened, but really I'm beautiful. Klal Yisrael are descendants of Bnei Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. They're Rachmanim, they're Baishanim, they're Goimle Chasadim. We are filled with the Chesed of Avram. We're filled with the Pachad and the Gura of Yitzchak. We're filled with the Emes of Yaakov. And the Netzach of Moshe Rabbeinu were filled with all of the beautiful Midas of the Shvatim. We're filled with the Emuna that's passed down to us with the Messiah Ha'avis from the Babas and the Zaydas. <coughs> they fell into Memtes Sharitum and Mitzrayim. That was just, they were blackened from the exposure. They were scorched from the exposure, the external exposure to the toxicity of the Tumah of Mitzrayim. But it didn't affect who they were inside. Because who they were was children of the others. And if on the outside, we weren't necessarily ready to accept the, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu came. Moshe Rabbeinu came, the Amish that told him, go speak to Yiddish Kinder. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, Moshe Rabbeinu was an extraordinarily perceptive person. If Moshe Rabbeinu said, that means that according to the cosmic perception of Moshe Rabbeinu, Klaisol was incapable. They were not at the level to have a Muna. But he had to put his hand and his hand had to become a Mitzayra because Moshe Rabbeinu was saying Lashnara on Klaisol because Vayamino Om. How is it that Moshe Rabbeinu underestimated Klaisol? Because Mesh only a Likim Yerulalei to the Neshama. Even a Mesh Rabbeinu couldn't fathom the depths of the white hot 
core of Kedusha and Amuna, in the core of Klal Yisrael, that was buried under layers of filth from its rain. The others kept the Torah. Actually, Nitna. The others were ready to accept the Torah. And yet the Shekin, the B'nai Yisrael, are people who, because we are children of the others and we have that in us, that is our essence, they were 100% right to accept the Torah. They just maybe didn't even know it themselves. That was all the outside. So the bunch of could hold the mountain over their heads to bring out what maybe they themselves didn't even know entirely was inside, but the potential's there because we have it in us. It's all inside of us. We have it all. Gerus generally means a complete nituk and disassociation with the previous life. Fellow, maybe named Joe, he's an Irishman, and he comes, and he completely disassociates with his former lifestyle and his former associates and his former habits and his former Toma. And he's not Joe anymore. Now he's Yosef. Tzaddik. He's He's completely cut off from his previous existence and the Abishta gives him a new existence. That's his Gerus. He comes to become part of Christ and disassociate himself with what he was before. The Gerus of Matan the Gerus of Matan the whole Gerus of Matan How did it work, Bikfia? Because they had a safer Gerus. It worked, Bikfia, because the Kfia brought out that who they were was Bnei Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. They were royally in the Kabbalah, the Torah. They're children of the Avis. That's who we are. The whole Kabbalah, the Torah, of Kfia only works because of our connection to the others. Such a Geirus doesn't make a cotton dummy. On the contrary, such a Geirus is a Sefer Yuchsendike Geirus. Zok the Sefer Apirion. The morale says, they came and they said, Maro Eul Iskarav Yesim Eilu. We turned down the Torah. The Yiddish Kinder were going to turn down the Torah. You held the mountain over their heads. Why didn't you hold the mountain over our heads? You know why? Because you are called Atzma Shalom is Ritzicha. You are called Atzma Shalom is Neof. You, Esav and Edom and Yishmael and Amin and Mayav and so on and so forth are nations that where you're coming from is completely incompatible with the Torah. If you'd have maybe jumped in and asked the Rabbanu Shalom for a brand new life, maybe that could have been a way. You didn't. The only people who are capable of a kafalei and markigigis are the us, are the yidden who have a sefer yuchsim, the yisyaldo who have it all inside of us. That's a magnificent part, and that's pshat on the morale, it's enigmatic morale. A kafalei markigigis is a kind of gerus that doesn't make kachnayladami. It's a beautiful explanation. We are all going to stand matan taira in a week whether we like it or not. Of course, we all like it. We're looking forward. It's going to be a and everyone's excited, and Yeshiva Bachim are excited, and everybody's going to make Kabbalah, so they're going to learn the entire night, and the entire day, and the entire night, and the entire day, and everybody is going to be Mekabal B'tayra, and there's going to be a new Eschadrus and a new oil, and we know that it says in the Svarim that the din of how much Torah you have the whole year is dependent on how you Mekabal B'tayra on Shavuos, and we're all energized about that. 
except maybe some of us are not feeling so energized about it deep down. Maybe some of us are not fresh, young, enthusiastic Yeshiva Bakran. Some of us may be even be approaching middle age. And we're wondering if we can really find within ourselves that fresh enthusiasm to be mekabal the Torah and Kabbalah. Well, we have it all inside of us, even if we don't know about it. The Kofale Amarki Geek has told us we don't need to be ready to mekabal the Torah. We are people who are capable of being mekabal the Torah. And this Shavuot, let's discover that part inside of us. This Shavuot, what's buried inside of us, what we have a Messiah from our Babas and our Zedas, and the special generations of people who have Messiah Snefesh for Tyra and Bale Tyra and Bale, people who live the life of Tyra. Tyra beat in, their, in the tempo and the rhythm of their heartbeats. That's us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, there.